Welcome to Finding Serenity in the Midst of Chaos podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tulay Masi, and I help high-achieving professional women move from overwhelmed people-pleasers to finding their balance, purpose, and meaning in life. This podcast is a series of transformational radio interviews with my friend 007 Ian Fleming about life's everyday challenges. We dive into so many life topics and I give profound examples of how I overcame some of these challenges to find inner peace, joy and serenity despite the changing and chaotic circumstances. As you listen more and more, you will find the useful tips and tools you can apply and embody right now so that you too can find inner peace from the inside out no matter what your circumstances are. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, how are you? Good, and looking forward to another chat today. It's I learned so much. You know, I mean, I'm here to talk to you and for the, everybody else to enjoy what we're saying and benefit from it. But it's it's also a great personal benefit to me as well. Perfect, and that's exactly what we are here for. But I'm going to tell you later what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> okay, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Just joking. Well, in fact, today we're going to talk about procrastination so i thought i'll start with that <laughs> oh very good so you were just demonstrating it there i was demonstrating exactly so because you know um most of the people that i work with are high achieving women who like to do lots of things who are kind of perfectionists and become kind of people pleasers as they grew in their hmm. you know high achieving careers and whatever because they want to do everything for everyone to make sure that everyone is happy in some way or other. Yeah. But at the same time, what they do is they, they put themselves later. And then they procrastinate on the things that they want to do most for themselves. Right. So this is all about maintaining an image to try and please those around them particularly those that they work for and particularly those whose jobs they would perhaps like to aspire to at some point. Yes, and, and it is. And it, it is, it's, it's an unconscious thing. Like we've been talking about the identity, the kind of the talks that we say, the things that we say to ourselves, the, the kind of beliefs that we've adopted. And I think everybody, not just specifically these people, but just everybody's conditioned to please everyone else first, be kind to others and do what your teacher says, do your what mom do what your mom says and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. We just put ourselves down and we put ourselves second, third, fourth, fifth, if if indeed we even come into anywhere in our to do list kind mm. of thing. So it reminds so, me of somebody that I know who I think I actually said to her, I said, don't forget you're allowed to look after yourself as well because she was a person that had a heart for everybody around, you know, really wanted mm. to meet people's needs, really wanted to be there to listen to people. The kind of person that you would just gravitate towards, you know, really nice yeah. and out-focused person, you know, thinking outside. But they kind of neglected themselves a little bit. And, you know, that's why I said to them, he said, look, you're allowed to look after yourself as well. Yes, and that's that's nice that you said that because these sort of people we kind of look for the permission from outside. Oh yeah. To almost 
to be able to do that. Oh, that's a know? killer, that one, isn't it? Eh? Waiting for yeah. permission from outside. Yeah. yeah. Oh, permission, terrible. Permission-based living, this is, again, yet another thing that we are conditioned to do, mm. that we are looking for some external person to say, yes, you can do that, of course, and whatever. And... Again, coming from the schools, the teachers, and uh, even from the nursery, you have to put your hand up to speak. You have to ask for permission to go to the toilet. You have to do whatever. Mm. But you don't give yourself the permission to look after yourself. Mm. You know, most people, most of these people value their family as their top priority. Yet, when they don't look after themselves, they forget that their family is not going to be taken care of very easily either. Yeah, uh, I suppose if you're not okay yourself, you can't look after somebody else in that respect or help anybody else as well. So, you know, in the family context, you've got to be okay to be able to make your family okay. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's just a cause and effect, isn't it? And, we, you know, what's... Every, every effect has a cause mm. and the effect that you want to create is to be present with your family and be together all together as a family and just look after your kids in a most well-being way yeah if you don't look after yourself and if you keep putting off the things that is important to you and how well are you going to be able to sustain that mm. is the question that i would ask and and coming back to the topic of today, procrastination, how people actually put off looking after themselves, maybe taking time out for a walk. It could be it could be the, uh, the job they always wanted to go for, but they won't because of whether it's not going to be good for the family, whether it's not going to be good for this and whatever, whatever. So it's, you know, your well-being is the most important. And if that is not met, everybody else, everything else kind of falls away. And people unfortunately realize this by bad experiences and they don't change it until the body gives in and this kind of manifests into some sort of illness and whatever. So, yeah, it is surprising. Uh, You know, I sit and think, well, surely all these situations and things making people ill, you know, actually physical illness results, doesn't it? As an effect or as as a a result of all this kind of stuff. That's amazing. You know, it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that way. But that just shows how powerful the mind is. It and is. There, and, and there's another. Is, yeah. Yeah. This is where the unconscious living takes us to. Mm-hmm. And this is why I help people to create the conscious mindset habits so that they can actually bring their life to a better balance, purpose and meaning altogether. And you are going to say. Mm. Well, I, I, I was just going to say, you, you know, if it if it is the unconscious mind, then you've got a funny sort of logic here because unconscious means you're not aware of it. You know, it's exactly. and there's got to be some way, as you say, of of bringing bringing that into into the conscience, so you into can the then conscience. do something about. It. And the other thing I was thinking is that people play down the impact of the mind you know i was joking yesterday with somebody i was saying and oh it's it, you know we were, we were saying it's all in the mind or something come on get a grip pull yourself together and we, yeah. we were just joking about it it's just me and my wife joking and talking about i can't remember the context of the conversation there it wasn't anything mm-hmm. too serious we weren't talking about anybody that was ill or whatever we were just 
saying about you know how people say just get get a grip you know it's all yeah. in the mind but that is so fundamental to everything what is in your mind it's not a it question is. of just getting a grip is it that's just nonsense <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, getting a grip, that's just kind of a colloquial talking made people say that. But yeah. you're right. We need to make the unconscious conscious. Here is how it manifests into people's lives. You, you're so busy. You do everything on autopilot because that's what your brain desires to preserve energy, etc. And then what happens is that you work so hard, 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 hard during the day and you come home. You have no energy to do anything, be with your kids, do anything for yourself. All you end up doing is overeating, over drinking, just to numb the pain of this whole day, the tiredness, the yeah. whole energy, energetic tiredness and the drainage. Mm. Yeah. It oh, yeah, it, absolutely. It does. Being, you know, being at work, being in a place mm. like that, it does drain you. It's not that you don't disappear into a black box for eight hours and then come out in the same manner that you went in. You yeah. are you've given, haven't you? You've given of yourself. You've had to work. You've had to put energy in. You feel mm. drained. You feel drained. And then the thought of having to do all over again is actually too painful. Oh, so yeah. what we do, instead of sitting, meditating, thinking, or maybe just having a bit of a downtime, mm. our downtime becomes, oh, let me give a, give myself a treat. Let's have a little bit of a drink. And then the, the one drink becomes two and two becomes three and oh. four becomes whatever. Oh, yeah. And then that becomes a habit without you even thinking about it. Oh. And you know, if you were to, I, I know a person who used to do to-do lists and when she finished her to-do list, she continued to keep putting stuff in because she couldn't bear the thought of having to sit down oh. to rest. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's so sad, isn't it? Because why is she, do, you know, she's working through the list, presumably to get a clear list, you know, to get, to get that feeling of being in the clear. Yeah. But, but then... Mm. But then the more you do it, some people associate their worthiness to how much they can do, how much they give to others, how much they achieve, how much, what the title is, what the achievement is. And as we've spoken about mm. this many times before, the the feeling they're going to get, the satisfaction in inverted commas they're going to get from that is only temporary. Yes. Until they look for the next one and the next one and the next one. And it is an endless journey oh wow that's fantastic that that that's fascinating that is yeah that that, that is so true i can i can understand that yeah and it yeah. it is it's it's that temporary that's instant gratification that's um yes you know and then it's like the roller coaster ride isn't it it's thrilling for a few minutes and then mm. you get off and then well let's go on another one then to get that same sort of adrenaline feel i mean nothing wrong with any of this stuff at all you know going to the mm fun fair and having fun and that instant thing but we're we're talking about a situation where people really feel drained emptied and just washed out aren't we yeah we're talking yeah. about how to help people not get into that rut we're not saying don't yeah. have fun don't have a drink of wine don't have a bit too much to eat sometimes we just say don't allow that to drown you i suppose for want yes. of a better word and that's it. And then it, how we link it back to the procrastination is that it becomes such that we avoid doing the things that seems like it's a hard thing to do because yeah. that that requires some 
there is a fear attached to it. Yes. Why is it that we are procrastinating? Because we are afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah. On the other side. So we don't know what's going to happen. There is an uncertainty about it. Yes. And so we are fearful and our mind goes straight to the worst. We are fearful of that it failing or people not liking it, people, yeah. um, you know, not approving of it or whatever, or what will people think of me, and etc. And then we don't have a clear outcome if we are, are kind of the people who like to make everything perfect and tick boxes and whatever. If you don't know what that looks like, then we are afraid of that and we could continuously do anything else mm. in order to avoid that doing one that one thing that's going to make the biggest difference to us. Wow, wow. That is <laughs> that's such a lot to think about and so powerful that is. You know, there's 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 real power there in and it's so true, you know, you you mentioned fear, you've mentioned you know why and and it's we're also creating a view of the future that might not exist, aren't we? Yes, and, we are. And it's and a, it tends to always be a negative view if we're doing that. I, I read it the other day, actually. Einstein was doing, uh, adding numbers on whatever with his um, students, and then they, he added all multiple, multiplication. Yeah. Uh, and then up to the one, up one to nine, he got everything correct. And on the ninth one, he got the answer wrong oh, yeah. and students said, oh, you got it wrong and whatever. And he just turned around and said, look, I've got eight of them correctly and I got one wrong. Yeah. And where's your mind focused on? The one that I got wrong. Yes. <laughs> you see, that's what we do. We do to ourselves, wow. we do yeah. to other people. And you might have got so many things right. You might have so many things going right, but you focus on the one thing that hasn't mm. gone right. Yeah, and build your whole sort of character and self-esteem on that one thing. Exactly, exactly. And now, you know, we can go to all sorts of rabbit holes here, but let's keep it to the topic, which is essentially we avoid the thing that we want to do because we are afraid of what might happen, what might not happen, because we can't see certain, for certain, what's going to yeah. happen on the other side. And um, the only way to actually mm. stop doing that is to this was my next question how yeah, how do we yeah how do we stop this that, if there is something that you want to do you want to achieve and it feels scary why don't first of all really sit down and journal and think about what is the worst that could happen uh -huh. then ask yourself what is the best that could happen oh, after yeah, this? Yeah. you know what could i actually achieve and what would that look like what would the best outcome look like for me and then maybe write down a few things that resonates it would actually mean this this and this and write down three things that would actually be meaningful to you and then that kind of gets you excited get your gets your brain excited about yeah. taking action and take the simplest action you can take whether it's to write down a simple action to do whether it's actually get on the phone with somebody mm. And whatever. So when you break it into little pieces like this and actually make the uncertain certain in your own mind, your mind immediately gets gets into the motivation and just, you know, runs with it, if you like. And, you know, my coach always says action creates clarity. And uh -huh. that one action you've taken to, to kind of um, 
face that head on, all yeah. of a sudden creates all sorts of clarity, all sorts of actions and whatever. And as we said before, you don't have to see five steps ahead of you. You All you have to do is just take the next step and the next one and the next one and the next one. Mm-hmm. Just one step ahead. And that's it. Yeah. And it's easy to sort of think, well... There's no point in me doing that because I kind of know how it's all going to be and, y- you know, I'm sure I can figure that out and whatever. But, <laughs> we, we, you know, you, we're really not getting to, to focusing on the, the real good stuff here. And, and if you if we do what you're suggesting, and I think there's some value in actually writing down as well, because I know I've spoken to you about this before and you said, look, you know, with my life um, balance quiz, print it off and write your answers. I'm thinking, no, I'll just do it on the screen. I'll just have a look. It's all right. You know, I'll get the answer in my head and I've got, you know, all this casual approach. But actually, it's there's something about writing that engages another part of the brain. Exactly. But you think, well, that's a waste of time. I can't be bothered to write. It's too much effort. Mm-hmm. I haven't used a pen for years, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it's, uh, but these things are just worth doing, aren't they? And then when you do it, you you start to get the value. But it doesn't all come up come at once and that's no. you know that's probably why we don't do it because we think well actually this isn't going to get me anywhere there's no point in doing this why should i write it down what difference does it make yeah yeah so so stop all of that yes <laughs> and just say what is the one biggest difference this is going to make to my life what is the best that could happen and then Start to make a picture of it. Start to dream about it. Start to write down a couple of things that's going to make a difference and get motivated about it. And it doesn't matter what else happens outside of that. And um, you mentioned the Life Balance Workbook that we write by hand. And in the show notes, we are going to give to the listeners a link to that so they can start doing and writing, what is it that they are, they've been avoiding? What is it that they are putting their all their baskets in actually is not going to pay off for them? And where will they find the balance? And that's a really great place to start from. So, yeah. Very good. There's so much stuff. I know people are fascinated and probably want to hear more. We've run out of time again, but there will be more podcasts. There will be more conversations to listen to in the future, as always. Could you just summarize up? Chile, what we've talked about today, what's the, what's the key learning? You've probably already done it, but just, just do it again, just for the end of the podcast. Sure. I think the, the important thing is that um, our mind always looks for certainty and it's actually so afraid of failure and afraid of what it doesn't know. So in order to avoid, avoid procrastination and moving forwards with your goals and things that you want to do, then all you have to do is to create a simple uh, action plan or create a simple outcome that you want to have. You know, what would it look like if I had this? And then it kind of gets your brain working and then it gives that sort of certainty and the action plan your brain needs because that's what it gets you excited and gets you started. If you're serious about attracting what you want in life, make gratitude a part of your daily routine and watch amazing things happen. Did you know that you can have a better mental health and physical health, enhance compassion, feeling of calm and peace, have better sleep, and improved self-esteem just by making gratitude a habit? Well, I've just a thing for you to integrate gratitude into your daily life in just 8 minutes a day. It is what I call a heartfelt gratitude meditation audio. 
I put it together just for you and it is available now to anyone who wants to use it for free. Just go to www.tulaimasicoaching.com forward slash gratitude and start living your life in gratitude right now. Thank you for listening to this entire podcast. If you're the kind of person who would like to help others, then share this with your friends, family and colleagues, because if you found value, they will too. So please share via all your social media channels. If you want transformational content like this daily, follow me on LinkedIn by just searching for my name. Finally, I do have a personal request. I truly believe that we are all here to help others and to grow and evolve ourselves. Together, you and I, let's help more people. If you would please leave a good review on iTunes, I would be so grateful. And with your help, we can transform more lives together. Thank you for listening.